Welcome sales and marketing pros to Making Sales Social Live, coming to you from the partially snow-covered Social Sales Link virtual studios. I'm Bob Woods of Social Sales Link, and joining me is the co-host of Making Sales Social Live. She's a fellow LinkedIn and social selling strategist, consultant, trainer, and coach, Bryn Tillman. Hey, Bryn, what's up? Hey, Bob. Not that much. Well, or tons, whichever way you want to look at it. Welcome to Making Sales Social Live, as we share LinkedIn and social selling training, strategies, and tips that will have an immediate impact on your business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, every week. Making Sales Social Live. This is the recorded version of our weekly Making Sales Social Live show. Lots of changes in 2024. I can't believe, first of all, we are halfway through January. I know. Like what? We are one twenty fourth through the year. Yep. Yeah. And it just started. <laughs> I know it's just amazing. Just but I am so amazing. excited about twenty twenty four and what it's bringing. Really, very exciting. So. Yep. Um, absolutely. We're, we're going to talk about missteps today. Yeah, missteps to- and. Yeah, but st- I mean, yeah, just but stay tuned because really we are highly focused on not just missteps, but and we're about to bring them to you. I don't know if you're having if you're seeing me struggle through this, but it looks like I'm freezing on my end. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, I was wondering about that because, um, I was wondering if it was my end because there's a decent chance lately that it's been our end, especially with some of the snow we have outside. Sometimes that uh, sometimes the electrons have a tough time getting through to the uh, social sales link virtual studio. So let's just go ahead and 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 let's talk about maximizing your sales potential on LinkedIn, especially without what just Bryn said, without the common missteps that many people make when doing so. So LinkedIn has evolved into a powerhouse for generating leads, starting those all-important sales conversations in an authentic and genuine way, and nurturing professional relationships. But if you use it incorrectly, it can be a minefield that, if you step on one, can hinder your sales success and even tank your professional reputation. So whether you're an upper management, C-level, or a salesperson looking to refine your LinkedIn strategy, we've got all kinds of insights to help you turn your LinkedIn presence into a robust tool for social selling. But before we get through the individual things, Bryn, let's talk about a huge minefield that a seller stepped in with you. Uh, you did a post on this. So um, people, if you wanna go see Bryn's post, it's, it's up in her feed having to do with a conversation that she had with a uh, with a seller, I guess you'd call it, on, on LinkedIn, Bryn? Yeah. So so actually, depending on when this launches, look at my featured section on my profile. I will highlight oh, it there. Be the featured section. Perfect. Yes. Just because of timing and yep. finding. So yep. um, I had this very strange interaction. Now, I'll start by I get pitched all the time. I never respond. But this particular one was clever. It was funny. They mentioned, he mentioned the Making Sales Social podcast. It felt very personal. He wanted to share insights around clever uh, video that converts. So I said, you know, we do lots of video. Why not? I'll take a look at this. And so I respond, sure, here's my link. 
And then he says something to the effect of, well, what should our next steps be? And I said, well, uh, I gave you a link. Go schedule it. And then he said something along the lines of, well, essentially, I need to qualify you before we schedule a call. Uh, uh, and this is where, I mean, it got, I'm like, really? Like, you prospected me. So then I said, well, never mind. I'm not interested. And he goes, well, that's what I suspected. So I wouldn't have wanted to waste my time. Because we only have 24-7 in the day. And I want to make sure I'm using my time well. Well, my wow. I'm no longer interested wasn't that I wasn't interested in his product. I wasn't interested in talking to him. Right? And so, yeah. he, so the big thing is, number one, don't connect and pitch. Which he actually did in a very clever way. And I actually took the bait. And I'm a hard one. Like, I'm a fish that swims by almost every worm. But this one was quite wiggly and I thought, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to bite the bait and then he threw me back. That's just amazing. That's just amazing. It also it almost makes me wonder and and I and I commented on on, on this and after I commented, I noticed a couple of, uh, of other people did in that post whether or not it was like maybe automation that started and then this person jumped in or if it was AI just not responding properly, which in and of itself is a big problem because it's not authentic. Uh, AI can probably pick up on some things that a bot couldn't, especially when it comes to initial prospecting. But man, you've got to watch it because an old saying that I had really old saying once upon a time uh, was something along the lines of it, it, in the sales process, if you start out as a bot, you're going to be a bot in the mind of the person who you're trying to prospect. So, and that just ticks people off because it's like, oh, well, I'm important enough to go from a bot to an actual person. I mean, you just, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah. It just, the other lesson in this from mm -hmm. beyond don't connect and pitch is when you get a yes, take it. Yes. Like, I, I gave him a yes. Not only did I say, okay, I gave him my calendar link to schedule. And I'm thinking, you spent all that time to create a list that I ended up on the list that I created, that I became this ideal prospect. And I said, sure, let's talk. And you threw me back. You're like, ah. I don't know if you're qualified, essentially. That was yep. awful. Awful. So so that's actually a prime example of, of, of one of the things that we're going to be talking about. So we really don't need to get into it more than that. But that's um, connecting and immediately pitching, especially when it comes to essentially what happened with Bryn. Because you not only had that going on, but you had probably, I, I don't know, a BDR who, who needed to meet a certain threshold from a, from a prospect before they're allowed exactly. to talk. Oh, no, it's owner. just weird. Oh, he was, he was a, a business, business owner. owner, so it wasn't even a BDR. Right. That's bad. I know, but I think you nailed it. You in comments is that this started off as automation that I didn't recognize, mm -hmm. by the way. So it was pretty it was really good, good automation. Yeah. And then when he took over, he couldn't say it was impossible for him to for him to save face. Like if he had said. You know, if automation is what said, hey, I want to qualify. First of all, bad scripting. Yeah. Really bad. Like if you reach out to a buyer and they say, sure, I'm going to talk, 
sure you might want to qualify them in conversation, but don't qualify them and talk them out of the conversation. Right. It's what we're all so, about is starting conversations. So when it turned, and I'm going to tell you a quick another story with someone who I really like a lot. So in just a minute, in this particular case, I would have even been better with, oh my gosh, I apologize. I'm trying out this automated system. It clearly failed. I will go schedule time with you. That's, I, that's a great way to recover. Like, just be authentic about it. And then I'll talk you out of using automation when we talk. But regardless, <laughs> at least if that were the case, which I think it was, and he doubled down on his mistake instead of being vulnerable and taking responsibility. Right, exactly. So and then that um, is a whole, a whole question in, in and of itself. I'm also going to tell you, this is an influencer. I'm not going to mention him. I know I made him feel bad privately. I will never make him feel bad publicly. But there is someone that I don't want to go too far in, in you discovering who he is. Influencer, very tight in our circles, actually really like, have been on one-on-one -on -one Zooms with him, like really like him. Mm -hmm. I got an automation from him that stated... Hey, Bryn, it's been a while, or, or we've been connected for quite some time, yet we've never really gotten to know each other. Yeah. And I responded, did you, do you really forget who I am? And he's like, he doubled down. Oh no, I just want to get you to get to know you better. I know him. I know his business. If I hear his voice, I know it's him. Like we have done things with him podcast slash master classes. I'm just saying. Yeah. But here's the problem. I, look, the first problem is you're using automation. Bad. But let's just say, all right, you're using automation. The next problem is when you double down on the mistake that your automated assistant made. If you are going to try for this easy button, which by the way is broken, there is no real easy way to build relationships, period, end of story. Right. There's no easy way. There are better, more effective ways and faster ways, but none of them are like easy. click a button and sit back mm -hmm. and wait for a relationship to happen, right? It just doesn't work that way. But to double down, when I responded and I responded with, have you forgotten me already? Or something half funny, half serious? Because in that case, I knew it was automation. There was no way he would have written that to me. And when he responded, oh, 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 almost like, oh, you caught me, but I don't want you to know. Like, no, I just want to set up some time to get to know you better. Those would not have been the words he used. He would have said, hey, we've done so much together, yet we really haven't gotten to know each other deeply. Let's set up another call. I would have been like, great, I'm excited because I like this guy a lot. But he didn't do that. He doubled yeah. down instead of being authentic and saying, oh, I'm trying this automation. It shouldn't have gone to you. Obviously, I know you very well. But if yeah. you're open to having another call, I'd love to. Oh, my gosh, in a heartbeat. But the fact yeah. that he doubled down and said, oh, no, I meant that message for you really annoyed me. And, and for about the last six months, I have not been engaged. I, I, I started to engage again with him again. But I was like, no, I'm not engaging with you. You don't remember me. Yes. Yeah, so remember when I talked about minefields and destroying reputations? Prime example right here. It can be so easily done. So just keep that in mind that repeat if you it, repeat wrong, that. 
when it comes to minefields and using LinkedIn, what Bryn just said is a prime example of destroying your reputation. This this time, I think we're going to go with relationship in, instead of um, in that one, yeah. In, 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 instead of reputation, although it's slowly building back up, but still, all of that goodwill is now gone because this person doubled down on 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 a mistake from a combination of automation, and it sounds to me like a badly scrubbed list. I mean. Well, I'm sure he did a list of his first degree connections that are self-employed or CEOs or whatever it is, because that's who he sells to. I am his prospect. I'm his, you know, Mm -hmm. I am his ICP for sure. But the point is. Probably should have took last content uh, or last contact into account or something like that too. But anyhow, yeah. I don't know that you could do that. That's, That's an interesting question. That's a your question. Can we do yeah. who we've already connected, who we've already engaged with in the inbox would be a great filter. Yeah. Ooh. That would be that a wonderful be, filter. That would be um, good. Or by recent activity, lots of things by date. But the bottom line, though, is this is why automation, one of the many reasons why automation just isn't going to work. Because he's out there. I'm going to sum this up. He is out there trying to get mass relationships. And while he's doing it, he's burning the ones he already has. Yep. And it's so easy to do, as we just demonstrated. And um, and Melody, just, just, just quickly asking, this goes back to the first example. Um, did this guy even mention what makes a qualified lead or, or what his metrics were? And that's a... Hey, probably- go, go to my profile and read the... It is about 90% exact. However, I hit over the um, character limit. So I did have to delete some things out of it, but it's almost exactly the the exact thread. So you can see what he said and how he said it. So if you go to my profile, scroll down to featured, it's right there. Okay, excellent. So now let's get into some of these others. Um, Let's let's get into some of these others here. So with the um, with some of the improvements that that you could be making with with some missteps, probably the biggest misstep is a self-centered LinkedIn profile because they're treating it like a resume, focusing on their achievements and not on how they can help people. So you have to shift it from a resume to a resource. Right, Bryn? We do. And actually, before I say that, this makes me really happy. Rachel Black is an old in-person real friend. Hey. (laughs) In real life, I've hugged her. So reconnect with prior clients or referrals. What is your best phrasing? So I'm going to, we'll come back to this. I'm going to answer Bob's, we're going to talk about profile and then we're going to come back to this. So yes, resume to resource. This is your landing page and our job is to earn the right to get the call. And our resume might earn us the right to get uh, a connection. It may earn us the right to get a job interview or a recruiter interested, but is not earning earning the right for us to get a sales conversation, which is what we want. So, I mean, I don't know that we're going to go detailed in here, but I would say go back and look at some of our old podcasts on profile. But the most important thing is we're talking about maximizing your sales potential is if get into the shoes of your buyer, look through your profile and say, is this someone that I'd want to talk to if I and it's not because I want to buy something, 
but because I've learned something because you've, you've intrigued me, you've created some curiosity. Maybe you taught them something new that gets them thinking a little bit differently. Um, yeah, I would be curious to see the automation scripts they used. You Well, the first one is definitely, well, not definitely automated. Bob has recognized that he, that we believe it started right. off as automation. So if you go to my, I'm Bryn Tillman, B-R-Y-N-N-E, Tillman, T-I-L-L-M-A-N. I'm still the only one on LinkedIn. There are lots of Bob Woods, but there's only one Bryn Tillman. <laughs> uh, and then scroll down to my featured section and you can see the actual engagement. So Bob, should I go back to Rachel's question? Sure, sure, sure. sure. Let's wrap that up and then we can quickly go through the other things. Okay, so, and actually we may even be jumping at, ahead. Do we have ignoring our connections? Yes, that was actually going to be the, the next one, connecting and never starting a conversation. Okay, that's great. You start that and this this will roll right in. Yeah, so I mean, essentially, uh, you know, collecting connections without engaging them. I mean, that's just the height of being ineffective because you're starting a relationship with them. Imagine if you're at a networking event and you shake someone's hand and, hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing? And yeah, that was dead air for, for a very specific purpose. If it felt uncomfortable there, imagine how it feels like to the person who you just started the relationship with. So yeah, you need to start conversations with new connections by sharing valuable content or asking questions because you're interested in them as a person, as, as well as, you know, depending on how they got to you, whether it was through a, uh, a profile view or whether it was through a conversation in a chat or whatever, you know, I, there, there's a potential basis for a relationship there. Just find out why. Yeah. I love and that. And help them. So, so right. And helping them doesn't mean selling to them. It could be helping exactly. them meet other people. It could be bringing resources to them. What? There's just so many things that can happen there. So great. So Rachel's question is, how do we reconnect with prior clients? So I am going to start by saying for a moment that one of the biggest mistakes social sellers make is they connect and not just forget immediately, but never look back. They ignore all these people. So to me, it's like I went to a networking event. I collected all of these business cards. I put a big rubber band around them, stuck them in the corner of my desk and never did anything with them. But the nice thing is LinkedIn, your business cards, your digital business cards are searchable. So we can go into our first degree connections, by the way, you can do this in the free and identify by industry, by title, by location, all of our first degree connections, take inventory and identify who do we want to re-engage with. We can also export our connections. So this leads to Rachel's question, which is how do you reconnect with prior clients or referrals? What's your best phrasing? So let's start with strategy before we do phrasing. What do they care about? There are things like we can start a poll and ask them to vote. Great way to re-engage and reconnect. We can um, interview them. We can do a live with them. We can reach out to them and say, hey, I'm putting together an ebook and I'd love your quote in this ebook, right? Um, there, We can reach out to referral partners and say, you know, I'd really love to get back on a in a conversation. Well, that's now tactic versus strategy, but 
Um, so let, I'm, in, I'm, I'm putting myself in circles. I'm going to come back for a second. Take inventory. Let's identify, let's say, referral partners first. Start a conversation with, you know, um, what is your plan in 2024 to grow new business? One, cold calling. Two, email campaigns. Three, building net, deeper networking relationships. Four, other sharing comments. And now we go through and to re-engage and maybe I pick up my mobile and I send a video and I say, hey, Rachel, I hope you're doing well. I know it's been years since we've chatted, I think even before the pandemic. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I recently put out this poll and I thought of you and I'm wondering if you'd be willing to put a one click vote here. And once it's done, I'm happy to share the insights I glean from you and you know, your colleagues or where you benchmark to your peers or something like that. So I'm not just reaching out saying, hey, let's jump on a call, but I'm re-engaging the relationship. And by the way, this is now a little discovery-ish for my networking. It's not discovery like, do I need promotional items? Do I need, like, that's not the discovery piece. The discovery piece here is, are you know are is is networking a top priority if it is that's the those are the people you want to have the conversation with i noticed you voted networking is your type priority it's mine as well i'd love you know to to explore if we'd be good networking partners okay hi logan let's see yeah so so logan says um and 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 logan if, if you listen to a bunch of stuff that bryn just said that could definitely help you out in answering this question. So Logan says, my experience is everyone accepts the connection request, but then won't engage any further. How do you address this? I don't understand why anyone would accept a connection request if they're not interested in talking to you, but apparently that's what people do. So to me- Yeah, I have a lot to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all in the follow-up basically. Yeah, so, so the first thing, Logan, I'd wanna see, what is your message? Do they feel pitched? Is it about you or is it about bringing value into their world? So here's the challenge as salespeople that we make often. We share content that we want them to know, not content they want to consume. And the content could be the message. You know, content is not just what you put out on your newsfeed or that you posted, right? Content is everything. Your profile's content, your messaging is content. And so we have to put out content that is valuable to them, not is valuable to us. Now, we also make sure that that content leads back to our solution in one way or another. We don't want to just constantly have a conversation that doesn't lead to a sales call because that's not productive either. Um, but having that opportunity to engage on what matters to them initially is huge. Right. And so my guess, and I don't want to make any assumptions, Logan, my guess is the email that you put out as your follow up is not resonating with your new connection. It's not creating curiosity. It's not teaching them anything new that gets them to want to have a conversation with you. I would I would agree with that. And Logan, if you remember when I when I redid uh, because we did a profile makeover, I just looked it up because Logan's name sounded very familiar and and it was back in August. Remember when I told you that our and, and this is a good lesson for everyone that, you know, when we redid the profile, we did it in a very 
consumer facing way, which is exactly what Bren was addressing, you need to take that idea. You need to take that thread through everything that you do on LinkedIn. Here's what I'm going to say. Logan, go, go to link, uh, linkedinlibrary.com or scan and go into the library. If you're not already a member, it's free membership. And go into the community. It's free. Drop your message, tag Bob and myself, and we'll take a look at it. The next areas that we're going to be talking about are a little more when it comes to uh, the actual content that you're sharing. And that has to do with um, things like lack of a process and sharing and engaging, sharing irrelevant content, which we've essentially already gone into, again, with, uh, with content that's relevant. Share the content that your audience of prospects wants to read, not what you want to share with them. Posting and ghosting is really important because when you post content, you should engage with the people who interact with it because they're taking the time uh, to, to give their thoughts to what they're posting. Acknowledge that. Take the opportunity to share your own opinions in a thought leadership building way on on whatever it is that they shared. I'm trying to come up with an example. And of course I'm going blank on that, but whatever it is they shared, add to it. We always talk about yes and here, always agree with it and then add to it. Yes and comes from the, the, the world of improv, but it works very well here. And then you just need a, a process when it comes to sharing and engaging. You need to be purposeful about it. You need to engage with prospects and you need to contribute to conversations in a meaningful way. And you need to take time. If you even have to devote time in your calendar to do this, you really need to be showing up because not only does that help you push out your, 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 your thought leadership there, it also just helps with the algorithm because the algorithm recognizes when you are out there and you are contributing and then that will help post and that, that will help boost your content when you publish it in the algorithm. Yeah, and I'll just share a quick little example. Let's mm -hmm. say someone shares a Benet Brown article. You engage, you talk about what you loved about it, and then you get into their DMs with, thank you so much for sharing that, that article. I'm a huge fan of Brene Brown. I recently came across a podcast that she's on that I queued up to listen to on a similar topic. Let me know if you're interested. I'm happy to send you the link. Now we are having a conversation around what my prospect cares about. That's the whole point of this, right? Don't say, I love the article you shared on Brene Brown. Can I pitch you my products and services? No, right? So I think that's the yes and. I loved this and you might love this. I mean, that's not really yes and, but it's another form of yes and, right? Like, ultimately we're having a conversation with them. We're starting the conversation with them, not around what I want them to know, but what they want to consume. And we'll lead it into the right place at the right time. So two more quick things. And my God, we've got to wrap up because, uh, because we're, 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 we're oh, little. But I'm having fun. Yeah, I know. It's great. It's, it, it, it's, it's fantastic. But I got a call coming up, so I got to get going. Uh, the, the, the next one is cold calling on LinkedIn. Simply don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Instead, just engage with uh, potential connections first through their content and then connect with a personalized message. It's folks, it's not that difficult to do. 
Um, and then but it is the most common misstep. It is the most common misstep. It probably right right after having the wrong type of, of profile out there, cold calling is definitely if you're ranking them, it's definitely number two on the list. And then of course, avoid pitching immediately after connecting, which is probably number three or four on that list. So absolutely. Nice. All right, my friend, you gotta go. So let's wrap it up and thank you. Vaughn, I'm glad I caught the last snippet. Hey, you can go back and start over as soon as it's done. Just stay where you are and refresh. At, and and you can also catch it in podcast form in a couple of weeks when it comes out on the podcast in recorded view as well. And I'll get to how you can do that in just a second. So thank you again for joining us on Making Sales Social Live. If you're with us here live on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, or X slash Twitter right now, we do this every week, so keep an eye out for our live sessions. I'm just looking at Vaughn's woo comment. That's funny. If you're listening to us on our podcast and you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button and all of the other things that you should probably be clicking so that you can access all of our previous shows and be alerted to when new ones drop. If you'd like more info on our podcast, socialsaleslink.com slash podcast is where you should go. So we do two shows weekly. We do this one and our interview series where we talk with leaders and experts in sales, marketing, business, and many, 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 many more areas. So when you are out and about, be sure to make your sales social. Thanks, bye everybody. Bye, Have bye, a great Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.